Welcome to Ambitious Motherhood, the podcast for the mom who is chasing after her dreams in motherhood and business. This is your permission slip to pursue all that you were created to be and live out your calling both in and out of your home. Here's your host, Katie Fleming. Hey, welcome back to today's episode. Today we have Amber Liliestrom. She is a transformational branding strategist and business performance coach, writer, and speaker. She has been featured in Entrepreneur and Working Mother Magazine and is the host of the Amber Liliestrom podcast. She is the creator of the Ignite Your Soul Summit annual live event and multiple life-changing online programs. She helps entrepreneurs turn their passion into heart-centered brands and thriving businesses. Amber's mission is to empower women to position themselves as sought-after experts and thought leaders through social media, engagement marketing, and the creation of an online brand presence. She's worked with thousands of women worldwide, building a seven-figure business from home while homeschooling her daughter with her husband and business partner, Ben. Guys, in today's episode, it is a powerful conversation with Amber all about her story, her journey in motherhood and business and how she's doing both and how, honestly, how you can do it as well. I hope you gain some incredible insight from today's episode and just this conversation here with Amber. Hey, Amber, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, me too. It's going to be so great to just chat with another mama that's got such a heart for women in business and also raising our families. So why don't you take us through how you got started in your whole journey of motherhood and business? Mm, yeah. So I knew that I wanted to be a mama from like the youngest of age. So I, it was always my first dream. I just knew I was going to be a mama. And I also knew ironically that I would be a mama to a little girl, just knew these things. They were just sort of like hard facts growing up. And so when they said, it's a girl, I just said, I know. <laughs> and yay, it's all happening, right? And so really for me, motherhood was, was the gift that freed me from myself, to be completely honest. Pregnancy was this opportunity for me to really be forced to slow down in ways that the superhuman version of me just never had to face before. And with just, you know, early labor stuff around 24 weeks and just a lot of discomfort and a lot of really intense morning sickness for like 18 weeks, I just was being humbled over and over and over again. And little did I know, though intuitively I did, that it was preparing me for what motherhood would be like when my child was here. And so on the day of my daughter's birth, I had a near-death experience during an emergency C-section. And so that was the grand entrance um, into motherhood officially. I was literally... I was like an old part of me actually died that day. And I left that operating room different. I left that operating room changed, even though I didn't understand what that would mean. And obviously was embarking on a journey of healing and recovering after an emergency C-section and a whole host of complications that I sustained, not my daughter. Thankfully, she was, she was totally unscathed and in you know, great shape. So maternity leave was frankly the first time where I was being invited to just really get honest. And, and of course, it was the first time in my whole life because I had been a division one athlete that I actually had time to, to just kind of stop and not be answering emails and not be training for something and not be like pushing and proving and just kind of had to just be and like fold laundry and like figure out what end was up, you know, and try to get outside for a walk because that was all my body could really do, you know, and and so it went, it became this, this period of deep discovery. I think also, you know, not without resistance because I was so oriented and so trained to, to operate in such a particular way of like doing and achieving, but 
towards the end of it, I had this really serendipitous conversation with a dear friend of mine. And she said, you know, and I honestly, to be completely candid, I was crying. And I just said, I, I have to go back for maternity leave and I just don't want to, but I don't know what else to do. And I know that I have this business in me and I saw that vision on the operating room table in the middle of a near-death experience. And I've known all of my days that I want to speak and I want to write and I want to serve and I want to coach and I want to teach and I want to stand on stages and I want to help people with what I've learned. And, and I'll just take a quick little sidebar. A part of my story from the very beginning, my frankly, my earliest memory of my life was being sexually molested. And when I was five years old, I was testifying in court. And, you know, I kind of jokingly say that in speaking events, like my first speaking event took place when I was five years old at the Boston Municipal Courthouse. And that was something I, that I endured and I went through. And thankfully, I had incredible support from my parents. They listened, they heard me, they honored me, they supported me, which is not always the case in these types of stories. And the prevalence of sexual abuse is so incredibly high. And I know so many of the women that are probably listening to this have had their own versions of this experience. And so I just want to honor everyone, no matter whether or not you testified in court or this is something that you keep for yourself because you're just not ready to, A, you didn't do anything wrong and that your story matters and I believe you. And that is honestly, those words were the things that I just wanted to hear the most in my life. And I also knew that I didn't go through that story and that experience for nothing. Yeah. And that my life was about overcoming and surviving through that and thriving through that and not going down pathways that weren't going to serve my ultimate purpose and mission on this planet. And obviously that's something that I've had to like cultivate and tease out over my, the days of my life. But all of that just like kind of came together. And it was this realization that there's so much more I'm here to do. And I love my job. I was the associate athletic director for marketing and strategic initiatives. Like I did branding. I taught sport marketing at the University of New Hampshire. I love my job, but I was just serving on such a different platform and I could only help so much. And my friend said to me, you know, Amber, this is your life. And it just like hit me like a, like a ton of bricks. And it just this moment of like, it literally took the breath out of me and made me realize, oh my God, you're right. And I get to decide what that is and I get to design it. And I think that that's an interesting thing, Katie, right? About motherhood. It's like all of a sudden you realize if you're someone who lived a lot of years feeling like you had to do life a particular way, like to someone else's instruction book, but you don't even remember when you picked that up. And all of a sudden now you have a kid and nobody's there telling you what to do. And you're like, wait, I, I get to decide what time bedtime is. And I get to decide what you wear today. And I get to decide the same thing for myself. You know, it's like this incredibly freeing experience of having this little mirror of a child to show you how free you get to be. And so I went back to work three and a half months after I felt like an alien sitting at my desk. I remember just crying and crying <laughs> and thinking, uh, this is not where I'm supposed to be. This is not what I'm supposed to be doing. And I've got to make a change. And this is the important part. I had no idea what I was going to do. I had no idea. I had started this like little baby photography business and I was doing like some little engagement shoots and family shoots mostly for free. And I was finding a lot of passion in that. I started that on maternity leave. I was taking all these pictures of my child, you know, and that was, I was realizing, oh, this is a skill. But what I loved most about doing photography, and I don't talk about this part of the story very often. I kind of just breeze right over it, but it's, it's really important actually was that I loved capturing photographs of people and then reflecting back to them. Like, look how beautiful you are. Like, look at, look at what lives in you. Like, look at your light. And 
seeing people in that intimate way, like photography is just, it's such magic to me. And I grew up with parents who were photographers and had photography businesses and, as well. And, and so I was kind of like getting a little foray in. And I remember on December 31st, 2013, I wrote a letter to my future self, my December 31st, 2014 self. And I told her, I'm so proud of you for all that you have made happen in this last year. I'm so proud of you for allowing yourself to choose and honor what's right for you. I'm so proud of you for launching that business. I'm so proud of you for leaving, leaving your, your beloved UNH. You know, I was a, I was a division one athlete there. You know, I was the captain of the team. I spent like 15 years of my life there. It was a very important place for me on my journey. I grew up, I got married, I got divorced. I got married again. I had a baby, so many things. I got my master's like, whoa, so many things happened there my whole career. And I wanted to leave feeling really at peace, you know? And so eight months after Ani was born, you know, a couple months after that, that moment of writing that letter, I joined an online program and I started working with a coach and I was so confused. And I started at first thinking it was going to be the photography business, but it wasn't really what I wanted. You know, I kept like thinking, oh, well, this is, like makes sense. And I'm, I have some credibility in this now. I've done some weddings. Like I, I can just do this. When I was sitting there getting coached by my coach, who was a, also a photographer, I just hated the sessions. I was like, I don't think I actually want to do this. And she's like, yeah, I know. So now can we talk about what it is you really want to do? And, <laughs> and so then we started talking about brand coaching and she's like, you have, you have a decade's worth of experience of, of building brands and understanding human psychology and marketing. It's like what you geek out on. And you're also, you're a coach, you're a mindset coach. You've been training and coaching people for years. And I thought, oh my God, I just don't feel qualified to do this. You know, I don't at all, but okay, I'm just going to build this thing. And, and so I would sit there at night. My husband was a police officer working full time and he would be gone, you know, and I would finally get her to bed. God, I mean, my child just never, she was such a tough sleeper. And I swear she's five now going on six and she sleeps finally like through the night. I'm just saying like for any mama who's in that, like I hear you and there's nothing wrong with you and there's nothing wrong with your kid. It's just we're sensitive souls, you know, and my daughter is super sensitive and she's super connected to my energy. And when I'm a little nutty, guess who doesn't sleep through the night? You know, neither of us. <laughs> and so I just didn't understand all that because I was learning as I went. And so I would be sitting there and building my little Squarespace website and my husband would be out at work and she'd be asleep and I'd be like exhausted, you know, just dragging myself being like, do I shower tonight or do I get up early to shower in the morning? Oh my God. You know? <laughs> And I'm like, why won't this picture resize? How that, what, what's a spacer? You know, just like freaking out about how to do this website thing. But I did it. And I remember saying to myself, these are the days, Amber. These are the days like this. Oh, it just makes me want to burst into tears. These are the days it's going to create with the future that you want. You just have to be strong. You just have to do this. You have yeah. to do it. And I did it. You know, I did it. And I got my first client when I was let's see, it was on, it was in April. It was like April 19th or something. It's coming right up the anniversary. And I had offered free coaching in this, the group space of the program that I was in. And I said, you know, I will do like a brand analysis or a brand review with you and just like, look at your website and look at what's happening and ask you some questions. And, and I had a couple people sign up and trust me, I had people sign up like this one woman one day, she's like in her bed, I don't even know if she was like wearing clothes. I don't even know. And we're like on Skype and she's like, I got to go let the dog out. Hold on. I mean, I had like all walks, right? <laughs> of just, you know, and again, you get what you pay for. So if you're offering free stuff, but I just knew I needed to, I needed to build my confidence. And so I had this one woman and we had known each other from another life, which was super serendipitous. Her name was Melissa. At the end of our session, she said, 
I'm in a $10,000 mastermind. I've joined this program. I've worked with all these coaches. And the things that you pointed out to me are things that no one has ever said to me before about my brand and about myself. And I would really love to work with you. And I went, I mean, this is me. I'm like, you do? You, you want to work with me? Okay. Um, okay. So, so, okay. Hold on one second. And I'm like, I had to pull up my little word doc to be like, what's my package? <laughs> I was like, I was not good at sales, right? I mean, it took, it took a hot minute to like get it together. And so I'm just telling you all these parts of the story because I want you to hear, you know, like that, that was the first client, right? And yeah. now we have a seven figure business. And so I just want to say like, guys, miracles can happen. <laughs> You're looking at one. And so we, we booked this client and I start working with her. I give my notice literally like a couple days later, one client, but I just knew, I knew like I knew I was also like dying on the vine. I just couldn't keep going to that job. My daughter was getting bigger. She was, she was seven, eight months old. I didn't want to miss the things I couldn't get back. And then my kid ended up walking in nine months. So thank God, because I, I didn't want to miss those first steps. I didn't want to miss the things that were so sacred to me. And then after I worked for another month at my job to like tie things up and hand, hand over documents and all that, train my replacement. But I had three more clients in that time frame that I welcomed in. And so when I left, I actually was making more money in a month than I was at my corporate job in my new business. And guess what? I was working only during nap time because that's all I had. And then at nighttime. Yeah. And so, you know, that's how it all got started. And there've been obviously many, many, many things in between, but that foundational story, I just hope that breathes life into anyone who's thinking of doing this, who's like working the side hustle, but she knows that she's got to be bold and brave. And I would say, what were the key factors that helped me to make that transition? One was, I'll just tell you three. One was knowing my numbers. So I knew, like Ben and I worked it out. We, we created a little spreadsheet and we looked at everything. We got rid of cable. We got rid of anything extraneous. We started selling stuff. And it's not like we needed to, but we just wanted to be proactive and we wanted to put our energy in the direction of where we really wanted to go. We actually sold one of our cars because we were like, what? we don't need this car payment. I'm not even gonna be driving to work anymore. So we don't need this. And Ben's dad had a car. It was like this super old, I think it was like a 15 year old Honda Accord that I found out later had a hole in the freaking gas, gas tank. And so Ben was like, I go outside and why does this car smell so weird? And he's like, well, you can't fill the gas up past a certain point. Cause there's a hole. And I'm like, that is not safe, but it was free. So, so we just only had a half a gas tank. You know, I would be like, yeah, I'm never, I'm never going to the gas yeah. station. You. <laughs> um, that is, that was all totally his. I was like, honey, that's all you. And then the other thing was I worked with a coach and that is, you know, that's the last thing we think we want to do because we don't want, we don't have the money, right? Like I'm at the beginning. I'm now I'm going to invest in a coach. And I'm going to have less money. Like, uh, but guys, when I made that $2,000 investment to work in that program, and then the additional little bit of an expense, I think I ended up spending somewhere around like six grand or something to work with a coach. First of all, my hands were shaking, my palms were sweating and I was terrified, but I was on a payment plan. And what I knew was I'm investing in my business. I'm investing in my dream. And if I'm not willing to do that, then who the heck am I to say that I'm going to go build the thing that's in my dream? You know, like I have to, and I need to learn from the people who are doing it so I can do it faster and stop trying to learn this thing by myself, by going on the Google and watching all the random videos from who knows if those people have success or not. You know what I mean? So there's only so far you can get with that, but then getting that customized one-to-one -one support is a life changer. 
I often say that it's, I'm able to collapse the time it's going to take my clients to get the results because, you know, you can get so lost in the Pinterest black hole of like, not good, you know, so know your numbers. That is such good advice. What's it going to take to say goodbye to your job or do whatever? What's it going to take? And, And how many clients do I need to welcome in to replace that income? I mean, that became my bench, right? I was like, I got to get the competitive part of me because I am a division one athlete. Mama's like ready to play. I knew how to challenge myself. And so seeing what that number was and doing the math on that, you know, the dollar figure didn't inspire me, but the helping of those number of people inspired me. I'm always about how many heartbeats are in the room. So right, our upcoming Ignite Your Soul Summit, I could really care less about what the revenue is I care about the heartbeats in the room. I care about the lives that are being changed. I care about the families that are being impacted by the women who just said yes to themselves and said, hold on, baby, mommy's got to go, got to go do a thing. And when I come back, I'm going to teach you some new dance moves and we're going to learn how to meditate together. and We're going to do some things, but mommy's got big plans for us. And showing our kids, you know, what that looks like to be the legends that we are and and it takes, you know, having that clarity in order to welcome that in. And also takes, again, as I said, investing in yourself to get there too. Yeah. I wrote in my journal a couple of weeks ago, imagine the ripple effect that helping just one woman, one household oh is going to have on generations. It just, it literally brings me to my knees just to even think about it. Like I can just, I, my best friend and who's also my sales team, Liza is here right now, actually. And he's downstairs and we were talking and we were just talking about one, a new client that's signing up. And then also I was showing her, one of my Inner Circle Mastermind members just sent me a picture of herself and she wrote a message and she said, she's had a complete quantum shift in her life. And she's like, I'm resting today. I'm out in the sunshine and I am taking a break and I'm not forcing myself to like, I have nothing on my to-do list. Like I'm just taking care of me today. And this is a woman who was, came to me super overworked, super stressed out, anxious, having physical symptoms, like feeling pressure in her marriage, all these things. And it literally in a matter of like five weeks, not even, she's already reached her entire goals. Like everything, like we, we need to make bigger goals, girlfriends, right? She's already hit them. And so I was showing that to Liza and I just started crying because it's like, look at the mom she now gets to be for her baby. Not the stressed out one who's checking her phone constantly and looking at her to-do list. She's stepping and standing in her power and she's living in it now. And now there's ease, right? And we know what that feels like to be that stressed out mom who's not present. And the mom who's like, yeah, baby, I want to read that book with you. Like, yes, show me, show me the turtles in the highlights magazine. Let's do the puzzle together. There's a distinct difference between the two. And I know what it feels like to be both. Yeah. Yesterday I had the opportunity where it was started raining. My girls were playing outside and it started raining. And my oldest said, mom, it's raining. She's about Ani's age. And she said, mom, it's raining. And I said, okay. And I ran out and just started running with them. I think we all get those, those little hints of opportunity where we can be present with our kids. And it just depends on, are we listening? Are we willing? Are we ready? And I was just in a place where I could say, yeah, like, let's just go play. There's no lightning. Let's do it. So I love that so much. So it was great just to surprise her. And she's like, really, we can play yeah, let's do it. And it was the best like 30 minutes ever. Hey, just wanted to pop in and invite you to screenshot your show today and tag Amber and myself on Instagram. We know you are loving this episode. So screenshot your show and tag us at Katie Fleming and at Amber Liliestrom. We cannot wait to hear the aha moments that you are having as you listen. 
So take me into nap time hours. How would you recommend somebody who has just the nap time hours? I talk yeah. a lot about structuring our offers and structuring it in a way that actually fits into that. Yeah. So can you shed some light and advice on that? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I did the math. I knew, okay, I've got five days and I've got two hours each of those days. Right? So I get a two hour block to do what I need to do. And so I set up my Calendly so that my clients could book in calls in those two blocks of time. And I think for a while, just because it was, you know, it depends on your sleeper. I think more important than even getting to the structure of the program stuff, first and foremost, you got to know your kid. You need to be dialed in on your child's schedule and on their rhythms and what their needs are. And it doesn't really matter what you want. What matters is what they need. And so what I learned about Ani was that if we didn't go hard in the morning, if I didn't do something to like get her tired, to take her to the playground, to go outside for a long time, like just something that would drain her a little bit to make her nap more potent. And I also had to kind of nail the landing of like the time we would start going down. So I would usually start trying to have her go down at like 1220 for my one to three nap window because I just learned my kid and I knew some days it would take those 40 minutes just to get her down. And then some days it would be like 20, you know, but it always was in that 20 to 40 minute mark to get her to go to sleep, which I just look back and I'm like, oh my God, you are a saint. Like, how did you do that? I don't know. You are a miracle. Like, <laughs> oh, mamas, we are miracles. We are miracle workers. And I would work her out, get her tired, make sure she did not fall asleep in the car. Like, but for the love of God, do not fall asleep in the car. And I would have to like learn how to navigate that and then get her home, get her down and then hustle in there and get to work, you know, and take every minute that I could. I had a VA who helped me with some things, though I will be honest, I paid Jamie for some months where I didn't give her anything to do because I was terrible at asking for help. And I was like too, to even ask for help. So I just like have a giggle about that because now Jamie's like, oh, you use all your hours, then some now, because I've learned, you know, how to like get the flow going. But yeah, I would book my Calendly out so that when my clients would book in, it gave me a buffer. So the sessions would be like 50 minutes. I know that I always go a little bit long. So I would start trying to come in for a landing at like 45 with my client and try to like wrap it at 55 minutes. And I would do, I think, I think two days a week, I would do like back to back coaching sessions. And then I think the other days I would, I think Wednesday I would do like one and then try, I would try to keep Mondays just to give myself that work time to like get organized for the week and to do social stuff. And whatever else I needed to do. But that was it. Yeah. It was like really having that structure. And I think the other thing you guys is every night, you know, like sit down and write down like what is mission critical. I like to call it the post-it planner. And listen, we don't need a 20 point to-do list here, guys. Like in our businesses, we need just what's on a post-it for the next day. So what are the most, the three most important things that you need to accomplish? And it literally might be like, write that one email. And that might be all the things because it takes time and focus to do that. But like, this is the thing I'm going to do. And I would put the post-it on my monitor the night before I would go to bed. And so the next day when I got to my station to work, I had the baby monitor right there. And then I had my little post-it to tell me exactly what I needed to do. And I would just focus on doing that, try not to get distracted by social media or, but here's the thing, like as moms, because we have such limited time, I think it's easier for us, frankly, to focus. Like we have to focus, you know, and 
sure, we can kind of slip into those patterns of being loosey-goosey and scrolling on Instagram, but that's the stuff that I talk to my clients about because it's like, yeah, but why are you doing that? It's because you aren't sure what you should be doing. And so let's make a plan. And when we don't know what we should be doing, we're confused. Then, then what happens next? Then we start going into the snowball of like, I'm not worthy and I'm terrible at this. And why am I even doing, you know, like, let's just avoid that. Okay. We've got things to do here. Right. Yeah. And let's just focus on what's mission critical. Yeah. And, and falling into the consumption of things, thinking we need one more training, one more video when really we're just delaying what we need to do, which is creating. Yeah. Our own. And then most of us sign up for programs and we don't even do them. So consume something that you actually paid for. That's going to help you with the skill that you need to develop and not just the random free stuff that's just landing on your feed. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk, you talked about the baby monitor being there. And whenever I have baby monitor next to me or or something, they're at school right now, but like if it's nap time and it's sitting there, it always just jolts me. Like it's, it's cool because we get to do this. We get to, it's amazing. It's amazing. If there's a mama listening today that you're not in the income place you want to be, I call these table moments. Just realize where you are. Like think about what Amber said, where you said that you just, you go back to those moments where you we're building something amazing. Yes. You know, it's so beautiful. And I, again, I I love to say if the dream is in you, it's for you, like your vision, it's not an accident, you know, like we need more mamas like us doing this and being really brave about it because we're showing our children a different possibility for a different future. And perhaps we can save them the turmoil of the pain of making choices that are not for them because they think that it's what they're supposed to do. Like, can we even imagine what it would look like for our kids to just grow up honoring what's right for them? Like in everything, in their sexuality, in their, you know, spirituality, in their career path, in their physical bodies. Like, yes, are they going to make mistakes? Of course, you know, but wouldn't it be so cool to support our kids and trying things out rather than shaming them into paths that don't belong to them? Like so many of us were raised into being, and of course our parents were too. Yeah. It's crazy. It's amazing opportunity that we all have. Mm-hmm. So let's go back to your nap time, your original offer, how you were structuring that. What did it look like for you once you got booked out, once your 10 hours were filled? How did you begin to scale beyond that? Because obviously you're at the point where you couldn't have the same offer today making the money yeah. you make. Yeah, yeah. So how did I do that? You know, this is going to go sound, into group. It's good. I did groups. I did groups, but I, but I still, I did one-to-one coaching all the way up until 2017 and I still one-to-one coach. I just yeah. have mastermind programs that include one-to-one coaching. So I think that it's important to speak to that because I've had many coaches say to me, you should stop doing one-to-one coaching and just do groups because of, duh, right, I get it. The numbers make more sense. But the depth of where I go with my clients really requires this intimate conversation. And I, and I enjoy it. I love it. And so I've structured my programs in such a way that I have space for that. I have obviously, well, if, if I'm being honest, it's kind of funny. This is my schedule today. Let me just share with you. So my daughter is in part-time a very part-time little school that she goes to three hours a day, four days a week. And I work while she's at school. So she is there from 12 to three and there's some like wiggle, but I'm the pickup person. I picking her from school. It's like my favorite thing to do. I love going. And of course, like I can vox it out with my team and stuff while I'm driving there and get things tied up for the day. But I work from 12 to three 
And I do that Monday through Friday and that's my work, you know? And, and so it's, it's more, but it's not that much more. It's really, I encourage you guys to align your work with the season of, of life that you're in yeah, and acknowledge that that is okay. And so I just increased my prices. I mean, really that's what it was. My prices went up and the, the, the demand was higher. Obviously it was starting to get higher and I added additional products in. So I added a group program that I would do like a live call once a month with. And I added these pieces in, but I always continued to do those one-to-one coaching experiences and packages. I just changed the price on it. So it was more. Yeah. And I think that's wise to remember what, what do we want? What serves us? You love one-on-one coaching. So why would you get rid of it? I do. I really love it. (laughs) It's, it's like the, it's this beautiful way to help women have rapid results. And I think also you know, just the nature of my story. I attract women in who have gone through a lot of things, who have really big visions for their life, but they've also experienced a lot of trauma. And there's a lot of space that needs to be held to support people through that kind of deep, intimate unpacking. And it's funny because some people are like, aren't you a branding coach? (laughs) Yes, I am. But when branding is our sacred opportunity for us to be who we really are, And for us to infuse all parts of ourselves into our businesses, which let's just think about our businesses as a portal and a platform to share our heart's message with the world through, we're having some deep conversations. And one of the things that keeps people from being successful in their businesses is compartmentalizing themselves and not showing up whole in their work. And I work with women who want to show up as themselves in their work all the way. And their trauma and their tragedies, frankly, are a huge part of the reason why they do what they do. And if we leave that out, we're doing our clients a huge disservice. And most of all, we're doing ourselves a huge disservice because we're telling ourselves, actually, Amber, there's no place for that there. Nobody cares about what happened to you. Nobody cares about your overcoming of that, you know, like that, if you're cutting that part out, it certainly wasn't going to be talking about that at my corporate job. And I certainly wasn't going to be saying the words like soul and finding your purpose in the meeting rooms at my corporate job. And when I realized that I couldn't have those conversations and that that's what my soul was leading me to and and what I was craving the most, I knew I had to go. And I knew I had to go create my own thing where those words were safe to share here. And I'm helping women now. I am not a mental health professional. And so I will always lead to you need to be working with your therapist on this. This is not my area of expertise and I'm not professionally trained to support you with that. But what I can share from my own personal experience is this. And I mean, women who are navigating divorce, navigating, you know, miscarriages and loss, navigating living alone for the first time, motherhood, of course, for the first time, having multiple children for the first time, trying to figure out how to do it, having partners who don't know how to communicate with them, having changes in their own sexuality in the, you know, like deep life things are happening. And I think that one of the things I see out in this space is that we support people in a very one dimensional model. And I think what we're being called to collectively on a level of shifting human consciousness is recognizing that we're whole people and we're not robots and we're not one dimensional. And so that's really what my work is about. It's like going into the depths with people. And so yeah, my prices have gone up, but that also connects to the results that people are having. And I found the deeper that we go and the more we tap into the inner work, the greater the results become. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on the outside, strategy, business, marketing, that's my my thing. That's what I love. I can geek out on. 
But what often ends up being the things my clients need, and you know, mm-hmm. is the mindset is all of these shifts, mm-hmm. these thinking that yeah. we have to switch. And so that's powerful. And I love that you shared that kind of behind the scenes of what your business looks like. So tell me the best advice that you have for the mama that maybe she's sitting there going, well, I don't even know what I want. I don't even know who I am. Maybe that pre-operating table, Amber, what would you yeah. say to her? Yeah. Well, she was really hung up on how, 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 how. I need you to show me how. And I think she also believed that there was like someone out there who had a magic wand that was going to come and be like, dink, this is how you do it. And I'll even share a quick little, super quick story. In 2011, I connected with Mel Robbins and went to her house for the shooting of a, a TV pilot, like a show that didn't end up going on air, but we recorded it. And I connected her on LinkedIn And she was like, yeah, like, let's have an informational interview. Like, let's connect. And then it blah, blah, blah. I ended up being there at her house and she's getting her makeup done and getting ready. And she's like, okay, let's do this. Like, let's just have a little mini coaching session. And and she's like, so what is it you want to do? And what is it you feel like you can't do? And I, and I shared and I was like, I don't don't know. And I don't know. And, and, And she was just like, you know, you can do anything you want, you know, like what you, you're really good at marketing, help people with that. Do like, she was like host marketing summer camps for young professionals. Cause back then I was advising college students all the time. She's like, help them. But I was like, there's no money in that, you know? And, but what I learned from it was like, even Mel couldn't tell me what was right for me. Of course she couldn't because it's what's right for me. And so, you know, more than anybody what's right for you. You might need someone to help you tease out some of those questions, but what I would invite you to do is just trust yourself. Trust yourself. Trust yourself more deeply. What excites you? You can't get it wrong. Listen, I had a photography business and I was making money doing it. I was, I did weddings. I did engagement sessions. Like, I don't know if I was qualified, but I did it and I was getting paid to do it. And I just like brailed my way through and I thought, well, okay, well this feels good. And then it didn't. And then it was like, okay, well, I think I'm just going to try this now. You got to try some things out and you're going to get to a place. I'll also offer that my one-to-one coaching over time, I, I started doing website design, logo design. Like I was doing copyright. I was helping them. I was like, basically, if you want me to wash your dishes and mow your lawn, I will do that too. I was doing way too many things, but I was just testing things out. And then it got to a point where I was like, I do not want to know one other person's login to Squarespace because I'm going to literally kill myself if I have to do that anymore. Like I can't, I just, I can't. And I just hit this wall and I just realized, okay, we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to release that from our packages because that's not actually the thing that's helping people get the greatest success anyway. You, and you have amazing clients you can refer them to. So I'm a huge connector. I love giving business to my, to my clients and to my, my circle of people. And okay. So I just got rid of that. So you see, it's like, it's not attaching. Like there's no be all end all. We're always going to be evolving. We're always going to be shifting and changing. And my programs and my packages, they change often. They shift often. Right now I have kind of like a bread and butter, but inside things shift, things change. You know, I add things, I take things away. I, I create something different. And I think like being nimble with yourself and, and allowing this to be fun and, and being creative in this process is going to be the, the way it's going to be the way for certain. Yeah. And I just talked about this actually right before our interview on Instagram stories about how the right thing is what's best for us. Like all my clients, they're like, what's the best time to go live? When should I do this? When should, should it be a challenge? Should it be a this, whatever? And none of it matters. It's, and we've said this a couple of times in this episode, it's what is best for you. What's going to make you come to the table, excited, ready, showing up your full self, showing up for your clients. That's what matters. That's what matters. 
Yeah. Cause especially if new coaches, if you're like, Oh, how, if these people are trying to leave their nine to five, how can I coach them in the middle of the nine to five work day? It doesn't matter. It's what's best for you. It's what's yeah. And you know what? A lot of those nine to fivers, I still have some, they often have like Fridays off, you know, like they have places in their schedule and I stopped trying to cater to everybody. And I just said, this is what works for me. And suddenly like nobody's emailing me. And, and again, if someone needs a time off calendar, I would just work it out. It's no big deal. Yeah. You know, I think we just make things such a big deal. I hear people will say to me, and I'm, I'm sure your clients do too, but what happens if it like blows up and it starts to get really successful? I'm like, wow, what are you telling the universe and being afraid of that? Like you're yeah. literally saying out loud that you don't want that to happen and you're creating this self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Because you don't think you can handle it. So thus, no clients are coming in at all because of that limiting belief. So we have to work on what that's actually about. And I, I just find that to be so funny because we like want it, want it, want it, but then we block it, block it, block it at the same time. And that's the nuanced stuff that you really do need someone to help you move through that because these patterns and these neural pathways that we've been practicing for all the days of our life, they're difficult to see. It's how we know life it's, and how, it's how we orient to the world. And if we're still hanging out with the same people, well, that's what they expect of us. So yeah. having a new view and having someone else come in and be a mirror for you is absolutely life altering. Yeah. I love asking, why do you think that? Because it's like, well, I don't really know. I just thought that's what I had to do. It's like my favorite thing ever to ask. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what's interesting, I just want to hark right back on this before we kind of wrap up is when you got your first client and what did you say? 2011, 2013? 2014. Yeah. 14. When you got your first client, I love how then you made the decision, which was probably an inspired action to quit your job. It was such, it was adrenaline. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And you knew your numbers, you knew where the clients were going and your schedule filled up. Yes, it did. And you know, I said this, oh my gosh, can you imagine? Look, I, I literally had this moment and I want our mamas to do this, like hand over heart, right? Can you imagine what I could create giving myself all the time, space, and freedom that I've never had to create this business from scratch. Look at what I've done over the last 10 years. Look at what I've created going from being a marketing coordinator with $20,000 and no benefits to becoming an associate athletic director and one of the top marketing professionals in the country, building programs and things to this day. I drive through campus. There are kids wearing t-shirts that I created, those brands. Like the, there's traditions that continue on that campus that were, my, that were mine. And even the mascots, I created a mascot he never, he didn't exist. I designed him and I named him and designed the costume with the company. It's like, I left my mark there in such a big way. And I think, wow, you know, look at, look at the impact you've already made and use that as your evidence for what you can do in your business and stop selling yourself short. Because if you're listening to this podcast, well, that means that you are a mama on a mission with a big vision for her life. And you need all the fuel in the tank that you can get. So stop siphoning it out yourself, right? You're, you're, you're like the Honda Accord with the hole in the gas tank, right? So, so let's patch that thing up or better yet, trade it in, get a better car, get the car you actually want and start driving the direction of your dreams. Amen. That was awesome. Well, Amber, fill us in on where we can connect with you. I think you're also a fan of the Instagram, just like I me. Am, I am a fan of the gram. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I'm uh, at Amber Lillystrom, just my name. Come on over, send me a DM. I would love to connect. Screenshot this episode, you guys, too, and tag us to oh, yeah. share this conversation. You might be saying that, but I'm going to take it for you because I want to shout it out. I will be doing that. I can't wait to hear it. 
Well, thank you so much for being on here. This episode has just been amazing. And I know the mamas listening are going to love it. Thank you, Katie. I appreciate you. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would absolutely love it. If you're not already, subscribe to the show so you make sure you get next week's episode as well. It's going to be a good one. And leave us a review on iTunes. I would love to hear what you think of the show and shout you out on a future episode. And as always, guys, feel free to screenshot your show. Tag us on your Instagram stories at Katie Fleming. I love responding to each and every one of you that messaged me there. Instagram, guys, it's by far my favorite platform, right? It is by far my favorite. So definitely do that. And I cannot wait to chat with y'all on the next episode.